When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's time to get up with Aaron Rodgers. Are he and his Packers facing a last roundup this Sunday in Dallas? Plus, Tom Brady climbed a mountain in beating the champs last week. Can he make it two in a row in the shadow of the Alps this weekend? And let's talk college football. TCU is up. Alabama is down. Are we courting chaos in college football as we enter the final stretch of conference play? We'll answer that ahead and a lot more as we say good morning to you on Get Up. And it's great to see you on this football Friday. I'm Ryan Smith. Yeah. Brady. yeah. Got a full house with you today. We got Chris Canty. We got Sam Otto. We got Ninko. We got Brooke Pryor. Everybody's raring to go to talk some football. So let's get right to it and start with plenty of questions surrounding big-name quarterbacks this week. A lot of them. First, Tom Brady. Can he and the Bucks get back to 500 when they face Seattle in Munich? The offense has struggled this season, but came up big last week in the win against the Rams, so we'll see how they do. And then the big question out of Buffalo. Will Josh Allen suit up for the Bills when they host the 7-1 Vikings? The star quarterback is battling a right elbow injury. He missed his second straight practice on Thursday. And will Aaron Rodgers and the Packers snap their five-game losing streak when they take on the Cowboys? The five straight losses tied for the longest losing streak of his career. So, look, we're used to Aaron Rodgers being Superman. You wonder, can he turn it around? So, Chris Canty, I ask you, what does Aaron Rodgers have to do to be Superman again, to turn this thing around for the Packers? Well, I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs to be Superman, especially this Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys, because that's not going to lead to the backers being able to get a win. What he needs to do is lean on Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. They need to make this a fight in the phone booth. No fair dodging. Make them pay a price for having all those athletic jump-around speed guys. There's a reason why the Dallas Cowboys traded for Jonathan Hankins at the deadline. It's because they're soft in the middle. This is the one place that they can get got is the run game. And I'm not talking about the perimeter run game. I'm talking about in between the tackles. They're 22nd in yards per rush given up. That's where the Green Bay Packers have to make hay. It has to be a heavy dose of A.J. Dillon, and it has to be a heavy dose of Aaron Jones. Case in point, fourth quarter, first drive for the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. in their matchup in Philly. Yep. 13 plays, 75 yards. The Eagles threw the ball three times, ate up seven minutes a clock. It was Lee G. It was Dive. It was Belly. That's what it needs to be for the Green Bay Packers. Shorten the game and try to make this a situation where you out-physical the Dallas Cowboys. That's their only path to victory. So they can win this, you think? No. 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 You asked me to lay it out what needs to happen. I just gave you what the formula would be, but I don't think they're going to win that game. No, 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 no. Hey, I'm going to say this. Without Aaron Rodgers being Superman, they have no chance. You can talk about the running game all you want. You can talk about A.J. Dillon, talk about Aaron It doesn't – without Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers – the Packers have no chance. This year, 14 touchdowns, seven interceptions. This is the most interceptions he's thrown, tied for the most since 2016. This is not looking good for Aaron Rodgers. So I agree with you in the fact that, no, they won't be able to win. But if they do, the formula isn't, oh, we're going to run the ball and have Aaron Rodgers not be Superman. he got to be Superman, Batman, Aquaman, uh, uh, Thor, pick an event. He's got to be all of them. Hot, so you seen the be. offensive line for the Green Bay Packers pass protect? Mm-hmm. 
You seen that? I have. They're going up against the defense that has the number one pass rush win rate in the National Football League. I have. How you think that's going to work out Wait, if he dropped back but, 40 times? You can't just sit here and tell me. I'm, just, the asking, I'm just asking a question. You, you can't Poorly, sit here. it's going to go bad. That's going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, the, the Packers, okay. Yeah. I've said this a month ago. It's over with. It's done. Pack it in. The Packers. Wow, you're already in. calling the season. It's done. Yeah, of course I am. I think they have a .01% chance of making the playoffs right now. It's Listen, this team – we talked about it all offseason about the receivers. Well, guess what? The receivers have turned into an offensive line problem, a defensive problem. There's issues across the board, special teams, giving up blocked punts. When you have a failure at three phases of the game, it's not just one little thing here or there that's going to fix this. They're going to have to do a lot in the offseason. They're going to have to figure out what's going on. The Cowboys are going to roll. I think I think they might win uh, 17 points. Wow. wow. Okay, let's I put the picks up, by the way. It seems like nobody's backing the Packers no. on this. Let's are you? On are you? No, no. Everybody's got the Cowboys. Oh. Brooke, go ahead. No, because here's the thing. Yeah, you want Aaron Rodgers to yeah. be Superman? Yeah. He's in front of the phone booth, and he left his uniform at home. He does <laughs> like, not okay. have the cape. He got nothing. Uh-oh. Did you, you see those red a... zone picks last week? Yes, like, I did. You, you can't expect Aaron Rodgers to be Superman when he hasn't been it all year. Like, that cape is ripped. It's in the shop. It needs to go to the tailor. <laughs> he is in trouble. And I'm with Kanti. Yeah, they need to run the ball. But what tells you that they can do that when they haven't done it all year? I mean, like, if I'm the OC, that's what they're doing. But nobody's paying me to make these decisions. We got to get the superhero correct. It's got to be Superman. Okay, right? Okay. It's got to be Superman. We gotta, in a phone booth, you go in the phone booth. You know, Batman doesn't run on the phone booth and put the Superman. Batman. No, yeah. 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 He's got Batman. He's got Batman. Clark, Clark, Clark. Can't Superman see that? But I will say this. I will say this. Uh, we, there's no – you said he doesn't think – you said we don't think he's going to be Superman, Batman, whatever. He does. He thinks Superman. he is. He said, man, I'm the reigning two-time MVP. Last I check, last I check, all these other guys, they got to get their game together. Come see me. You come see me. I'll come be in the middle me. of the huddle. I'll be in the middle of the huddle inspiring greatness. He thinks that. So you can't sit here and tell me on national TV that the Packers are going to win without him. That's just that's just not a thing that that is a realistic – Conversation. No, I don't think the Packers are going to win without him. But I just that was think, a formula you no, gave. No, no, no. That's not the formula what I gave. The formula? What, I, what I said was it needs to be a heavy dose of the run game. I didn't say that you're not going to utilize play action passing for explosives down the field. I didn't say that you eliminate that. As a matter of fact, that's what the Matt Lafleur offense is known for. Mm. That's what you're seeing Kyle Shanahan have success with. That's what you see Mike McDaniel have success with. Why are we to think that Aaron Rodgers is going to have success in that system doing it a different way? But there's the friction that's been happening between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, and that's a big part of the problem as to why this team continues to underachieve. You couple that with all of the turnovers that they've had, going up against a team that's generated nine turnovers over the last four games, mm-hmm. that is going to be a problem if the Green Bay Packers continue to stay status quo, especially on the offensive side so of the ball. That's going to be a problem. You know, we're going to talk about as we come up, what happens if they don't make it? What do they do with this team? Hey. And does that mean something happens with Aaron Rodgers? Hey. Hey. For that, we got a lot to go there. But next stop now is Buffalo, where the Bills, and this is huge news, folks. Think about this. The Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, did not participate in Thursday practice. That's a second straight day as he deals with that injury to that right elbow. His status remains uncertain for Sunday's game against the Vikings. So take a look at this. This uncertain status really shifted the line for this game. On Sunday night, Buffalo was listed as an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Minnesota. Look at it now. That's according to Caesar Sportsbook. The line's moved all the way to Buffalo minus three-and-a-half. And and I just want to say this to folks. This news is huge because we talk about how tight that division is they are in, how tight it is. 
And if you don't have Josh Allen for this game, and they lose this game, and then you look at the schedule going forward, you got to wonder what this means for the Bills, which everybody was picking for a Super Bowl, right? So, Brooke, you look at this situation. What does this all remind you of? I mean, you guys know where I'm coming from. I'm coming from Pittsburgh. I just saw a guy with an elbow injury. Don't no, say I, it. No, Don't I, say it. No, Don't say it. here's the thing. Josh Allen has not been Roethlisberger. Josh Allen is in a much different point in his career than Ben Roethlisberger. And because of that, they've got to protect this guy. They've got to protect their future here. And because of that, Ben talked about before the, the tendons came off his elbow. This is a different injury. It still just is, I think, the level of concern is just as high. Ben felt pain for years. And he said that mm. that injury, it felt different. In this situation, you have to protect a guy. You have to protect the future of your franchise because you don't want to end up with an injury that takes them out of contention, period. Like, we're not talking about the difference between home field and wild card in the playoffs. We're talking about the difference between playoffs and no playoffs. Yeah. For but a here's while. the thing. You protect your future, Sam, and you could be losing this year. You could be risking your chance to win a Super Bowl this year where that window can be so tight. So what do you do here? Are you aggressive or are you cautious with him? You're in the middle. You're in the middle. Apparently, How do you do this- that? Well, well, it's easy. He, he struggled with this injury his rookie year, and he missed four games. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not saying it's going to be four games. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's three. But you need him for the playoffs. We all talk about home field advantage. Man, what's, gonna, what's Buffalo going to be if they don't have home field advantage? What's Buffalo going to be if they don't have Josh Allen? In the playoffs. Not now. This is no early November. I'm talking about in the playoffs. And so you rest him. You kind of play it week to week. Don't play this week. Look, what, See what happens next week. Wait till you're fully healthy so the injury doesn't get worse. Okay, and go ahead. Injuries are weird. You, you've you've yeah. dealt with them. We've, we've all had an injury, and it's sprain. I, when they put the tag sprain on it, basically when you have an elbow or a knee sprain, you've torn a little bit of the ligament. You have That's some it. damage. Yeah. I partially sprained my ACL. I partially did, but I had to have it replaced. I had to have it fixed. Because when you hurt something to a certain extent, and then you use it, and you put yourself in those positions like Josh Allen at some point is going to have to throw a 70-yard pass. He's going to have to throw a Hail Mary. He's going to have to throw a deep bomb. He's going to have to throw the ball as hard as he possibly can to get it in a tight window. In that instant, is that sprain going to be able to hold up for the rest of the season? Because, but nobody knows that. So he has to make sure that he's recovered. He has to make sure that he does everything properly as far as re, the, uh, rehab on the elbow because at some point he's going to have to test that thing out. You can't just baby it and throw lightly. He's going to have to rip that ball down the field. Like the strengths of what he does to his best ability is 82% of the offense. Mm. Yeah. And he's going to have to run the football. He's going to have to be physical. You see him stiff-arming guys, throwing them around. Yeah. So he's going to have to be feeling at his best for this team to get in deep into the playoffs and make a Super Bowl run. Josh Allen's going to have to be healthy. So be careful. Don't put him out there too soon because you got to protect the player from the player. He might want to get out there too soon. you got to protect the player from the player. Yep. So, so what do you do here, Canty? What, what does Buffalo need to do? Or do they need home field, actually, as we look at this, to get to the Super Bowl? Well, everybody wants to have home field, But right? do they need it, though? Well, well, here's the thing. The last time we've seen a team without Tom Brady go the wild card route and win a chip was the 2010 Green Bay Packers. So that's over a decade ago. So, yeah, I would say they need home field. If you look at Josh Allen – Ofer in the playoffs on the road, 0-3, all right? So there's enough evidence there to suggest that it's important to be able to have home field advantage to make the road to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, go through Orchard Park. But here's the the delicate dance that the front office for the Buffalo Bills has to make. It's weighing the prospects of this season and potentially competing for a championship – versus next year, versus the year after that. Because what happens 
if Josh Allen blows out that UCL. I hate to deal in hypotheticals, but, but that's a situation that you have to think about. And then the other thing that we have to consider with the injury is what kind of Josh Allen are we going to get? What version of him is going to be available? Because this guy accounts for 84% of the yards on the offense. So unless you can dial up those quarterback design runs and got to have it situations, short yardage and red zone, then you're probably not going to get to a Super Bowl anyway. And so that's the thing that you have to consider when making a decision on when you're going to put him back out. Let's get up your game picks really quickly because this is a tough one to pick. This is a really tough one. Put that up on screen, guys. And, Rob, you were raising your hand. We got Acho picking the Bills. That's interesting. Give us that. Why? Yeah. So, honestly, I don't think Josh Allen's going to play, but I think this team will be able to overcome it. Last year, Case Keenum at quarterback was 2-0 in the games that he started with a different team, obviously, but he was undefeated. He's got 10 years of experience in the NFL, knows how to win. But more than that, their defense, right? Buffalo Bills' defense is still one of the best defenses in all of football. And, oh, by the way, they went and got Von Miller, not for this situation, mm. but for situations like these when you might need a little bit of extra help. And so that's why I'm picking Buffalo. Defensively, I think they'll be fine. Then offensively, I think Case Keenan can spread the ball around a little more, which it hasn't been so far this season. Josh Allen's really been targeting Stephon Diggs. And then second leading receiver is Devin Singletary, the running back. I think Case Keenan can spread it out more. Mm. Couple with defense, get a dub. And, and one thing, one quick thing about Buffalo, what they could do moving forward is Josh Allen can't throw the football right now. But you know what he can do? Mm -hmm. He can put his head down and run forward. He can run straight, straight ahead, 11 Ooh. on 11 football. So maybe he doesn't play this week. Maybe you sit him down two to three weeks of actually throwing the football, but you can still utilize his ability to be big, physical, and tough in those red zone situations where he's scoring wow. all those points. It's tough for a defense to stop a quarterback that's that big and physical. That and you have be, to prepare for it as well. That could be extremely interesting. You put, you money, you put money on the Bills this weekend? Um, well, I wouldn't. I, forget money. <laughs> <laughs> not even that. No, not even that. I just, I just, no, I just wouldn't do the, I wouldn't do the hey, let's design run thing for him. That reminds me of it? what Cam Newton was last year. I, you know, I wouldn't. Yeah. Okay, we'll talk more about this as we come up. But meanwhile, take a look at this. Tom Brady, couple weeks late for Oktoberfest in Germany, but... Why is he or is he looking to make November a month to remember for the Bucs? And then we got Jalen Hurts. He's played at an MVP leading level, leading the Eagles to an 8-0 start. So why are there still questions about his ability? We'll dive in. You're watching Get Up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Get Up is brought to you by Marvel Studios' Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, in theaters everywhere now. Well, let's go to Munich, shall we? Munich, Germany, where Tom Brady and the first-place Bucks match up against the first-place Seattle Seahawks. Like the music? Sounds great, right? Like the hat, too. There they are arriving. Brady coming off a game-winning touchdown drive last week against the Rams. And they are now touching down. There they are in Germany getting ready for a good one. So, with Brady there getting ready to go, our Bucks reporter Jenna Lane gets up with us all the way from Munich, Germany. Jenna, good to see you. How was last week's Brady game winner? How has it sparked him and this team, in your opinion? Good morning, Ryan, or really I should say Guten Tag because we are six hours ahead of you guys. Guten Morgen would be for for you guys here back in the States. But I got to tell you, it has been night and day watching Tom Brady over the last two weeks against the Ravens. I have never seen him so dejected after a game, just staring at the locker room floor. He was inconsolable. And then against the Rams after that game-winning touchdown drive, he left the field with his fist just triumphantly pumping in the air. He was so thrilled to be able to have that victory. It had been a long time since he had a game-winning touchdown drive with his team. It did a lot of things for him. I was told by a source close to him that he very much needed that. But some of the things that it did, first of all, it showed this team that they can do those game-winning touchdown drives. They can successfully run the no huddle. It also gave Brady a lot more faith in tight end Kate Otten. I was talking to his private throwing coach, Tom House, before the season, and he said, you know, Gronk was the last of his battle buddies. Now that he's retired, who is going to step up and fill that void? And we saw, again, rookie tight end Kate Otten answer that call. Wow, good for him. And so Brady and the Buck, what are they focusing on this week in their game plan against Seattle? Well, Offensively, it's very much about what they're doing, not so much what the Seahawks are doing. They know, though, that they have to lock in. They can't self-destruct. Those drops right now are killing them. They're leading the NFL with 19 of those, and they can't have that knowing that Seattle's DBs are going to be plastering their receivers. And then on the other side of the ball, all week long, the coaching staff has told players, finish 60 play. 60 minutes. That's what it's been all about for them. And they really need to key in on that against the Seahawks because if you look at the numbers over the last four weeks, they have scored 45 points in the fourth quarter of games. That is more than any other team in the league. They are a team that really comes on strong late in games. Yeah, a true test facing Brady and the Bucks out there in Munich. Have a great time, Jenna. Guten Magen, Guten Tag, whatever you say. It's good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting up on my German. I'm working on it, though. Acho. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> did you make that up, or is it like? Or is it, I don't know. Pancho, what do you need to see for Brady and the Bucks this week? I need to see some Gutenmagen. Oh, you do? I need to see some Gutenmagen. That's why I need to see Does it? No. No, but what I need to see. No, 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 no. This game isn't about Tom Brady. Mm. It's, it's not. It's about everyone around Tom Brady. And mm. here's why. Look at Tampa, Bay's, Tampa Bay as a whole team. In their four wins, the defense has given up a total of 41 points in those wins. That's a little over 10 points a game, number one. Number two, last week against the Rams, held the Rams to, I know the Rams have been struggling, held the Rams to just over 200 yards. The week before against the Ravens, the Ravens ran it for 231 yards. There was a team meeting last week. Devin White led this team meeting. Uh, and Levante David, excuse me, had this team meeting, and things changed defensively. If I'm on that Tampa Bay team, I'm saying I can't let Tom Brady down. I cannot let him go out like this. And so defensively, you have to be able to stop and slow down, not just Seattle, but use what you did last week as momentum for the rest of the season. This is who Tampa Bay is, at least what we saw last week. Defensively, they are a dominant defense, have not been playing like it in their losses. They need to be playing like it more consistently, and things will turn around. Okay, Canty, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not buying into that. I think last week had a lot more to do with the opponent that they played than this shift uh, in this players-only meeting led by Levante David. I don't think the Bucs are flipping a light switch. I mean, when you look at the opponent that they're going up against, there's a reason why the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. The last three games, the Seahawks have scored, on average, 31 points. In contrast, the Tampa Bay Bucks 13 points. That's a problem. And on top of that, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense can't stop the run. They can't stop. Now, we'll see if Hakeem Hicks coming back can be a factor and be a playmaker in that regard. But you're going up against a run game in Seattle that's averaging, that's third in average per attempt. So this is going to be a problem. And then on top of that, you got a sneaky opportunistic defense with the Seattle mm-hmm. Seahawks. They've generated multiple takeaways in six of the nine games that they've played. So good luck, Tampa Bay, in trying to get this win this weekend. Now, the saving grace for them is the Atlanta Falcons lost last night. So there's a little bit of margin for error at the top of the NFC South. But I don't think they're traveling all the way to Munich to get a dub this weekend. I'm sorry, Tom. Okay, Brooke, I want to get to you, but what do we have on our pick bars? Let's put those up because it's a tough game for Tampa. Look at that. Everybody taking Seattle. Oh, Damn, we got a lot of Just the contrarian. I just say what's true. I just say what I believe. I say what's true. No, check it out. You talked about, man, there's a reason that Seattle's first in their division. Isn't Tampa not first in their division? Like, so I'm just saying, come on, if that's going to be our reason. But also, secondly, Seattle's been first for the entire year. Sure. Secondly, you said Tampa Bay can't stop the run. Historically speaking, Todd Bowles' defense actually can't stop the run. What right? about history? Last- what are we talking about with history? What about this year? Yeah, it's the same. Coach. What about what about this year? But what about this? Stop- what about this year? What about last year? All right, Brooke, I want you to jump in and give your I'm, 66 I'm just, rushing yards. I'm, I'm going to help you guys out here. Um, actually, I don't know if I'm going to help anybody out <laughs> here. Uh, I might help Tom Brady out with some motivation by picking the Seahawks because here's the thing: like, I, I, I do think that Tom Brady's game-winning drive. Yes, this is about more than just him. But I think it doesn't right the ship, but it gets the sails at least steered in a position to start to catch the wind to maybe move this ship along, move this sailing yacht along. I've never been on a sailing yacht, but I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> okay. uh, because we'll go with that. Right, exactly. I mean, here's the thing. I think it shows guys that they can still believe in Tom Brady, and not that you should ever doubt him, but that game-winning drive is like, oh, yeah, there is something special mm-hmm. about this guy. In case you forgot, he's Tom Brady. Like, he can do this thing. And look, I, I know that I picked the Seahawks here. I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping that if I, that because I did, if Tom Brady comes back and wins it, he drops that Geno line. Like they wrote me off, but I didn't write back though. Like we wow. are teed up. Uh, quick thought. In the last, in the with the Tampa Bay Bucks, in the last 44 offensive possessions, they've scored four touchdowns. That's last in the NFL. 
It's not good. When you watch that game, when I watch the Rams-Tampa game, okay. it's like watching paint dry. It was tough to watch. And at the end, okay, they pull it out. But I just don't see this momentum moving forward. All right, we'll see if he can get it done. Now, Thursday on Get Up, let's talk about this. Bart Scott raised eyebrows with comments on Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts. Hear what Bart said and if our experts agree. That's coming up next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Welcome back to Get Up, and let's get to the game of the night. A wet one last night in Charlotte as the Panthers hosted the Falcons. Look at the fans making the best of it, saying, let's dance. Okay, the Panthers were dancing late in the second quarter. Up 3-0. P.J. Walker swings it to LaVisca Chanot, and he takes it all the way to the house. Panthers up 10-0, Nico. Defenders can't knock each other down. That's bad. (laughs) Good. I would say that's bad. Third quarter, Falcons trailing 13-3. Second and goal for them, Marcus Mariota drops back. Finds Drake London for the touchdown. Outstanding air receiver out of USC. Do your dance, Drake. Do your dance. Yeah, they missed the extra point. 13-9 at that point. Second and seven ensuing Panthers possession. Look at Walker finding Ooh. Terrence Marshall. Breaking tackles. Skipping across midfield. Running tough. Making it happen, right? Love it. Young Buck. Great new set of downs right there. Later in the drive, Deontay Foreman taking the handoff. He's making people forget about McCaffrey. Touchdown right there. Panthers missed the extra point. And it's 19 to 9. So fourth quarter we go. Under four minutes to go in the game. Falcons down 22-9. Mariota. Come on, get busy. Rolling. Demir Bird nice. getting it done. Falcons moving the chains. First and ten. Mariota lofts it up to Cadero Hodge. You could have made that. You could have made that. No, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'll take that. Feathers still down by Falcons still down by seven in here. Ooh. You see Walker almost getting picked off, so they had to punt, and then the Falcons get it. Fourth and 18, last chance here. Mariotto goes down. 
Fourth quarter pass it. rush is at a premium. Exactly. That's why those edge rushes get paid. Panthers get the win, 25-15. So, with Atlanta losing and the Bucks 4-5, they enter this weekend alone atop the NFC South. It's currently the only division in the league where all four teams have a losing record. Our analysts give the Bucks close to 70% chance to finish as division champs. Great division. Yeah, right? So, let's take a look ahead to Sunday for some Star Watch action. Canty, the Jags are going to have their hands full with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes is quietly putting together the best season as a pro. He's on pace to smash Peyton Manning's single-season passing record, 44 touchdowns to 12 interceptions, and all while having the lowest off-target percentage that he's had his entire career. The dude is balling. Even though his skill position players aren't as explosive, he's still making it happen because of his understanding of the game being able to grow. Sneaky, incredible season for him. Brooke, what is Saquon Barkley going to do to that Texans defense? Well, what isn't he going to do to that Texans defense? This is the worst rushing defense in the league. I know Saquon's coming off kind of a quiet game. I think he's going to have three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns against this defense. Maybe even 150 yards. I, I, I think that he's going to go off. I'd feel good if you have him on your fantasy team. Okay, there you go, fantasy folks. And, Nico, how well is Dak Prescott going to play against Green Bay? Oh, I think he's going to ball out. I think he's going to have three touchdown passes. I really do. He, coming back from his injury, slow start, and then, bang, he's going to come back against the Packers. The Packers have no chance because I think the Cowboys are going to go on a roll here and good push towards the end of the season into the playoffs. Okay, and by the way, speaking of Dak Prescott, Bart Scott had this to say on Thursday about how he stacks up against the emerging Jalen Hurts. Take a listen to this. Jalen Hurts is a better runner, and he's more accurate right now, and he has better weapons on the outside. Jalen Hurts has passed Dak Prescott and he's as healthy. far as the ranking as the quarterback. Big talk right there. So, Big talk. is Bart right? <laughs> I mean, it's a sample size, right? Like, I, I just Hertz has done a great job. I think he's really done terrific this season, and they built a great roster around him. Dak, we know he's had some injuries, but I'm not ready to say that he's by far the better quarterback right now. And, and again, I love Hertz. I love what he's doing, getting out of the pocket, using his feet. But I still think that Dak is still – he's a special quarterback. What do you think, Sam? I would, better. Agree, I would agree with Nico. It's hard to say better right now. Dak's only played three games this season. Last year, yeah. the Cowboys had a number one offense. So, it's easy to say somebody passed somebody when another person was sitting They're on hurt. the bench injured for yeah. five games. But you got to wait till the season ends. Let's see what actually happens when Dak get off of a bye week. Dak fully healthy, offense in a groove. Then you can talk about someone's passed somebody else. Not now when he just got back from an injury. Yeah, Jalen Hurts has passed Dak Prescott. I ain't afraid really? to say it. Yeah, I mean, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott has never gotten out to the start that we're seeing Jalen Hurts get out to. Ain't no, are you kidding me? Jalen Hurts is sixth in QBR. He's second in completion percentage above expected. The guy has 18 total touchdowns to only two picks. What more does Jalen Hurts have to show you in order for us to buy into him being a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. He's a better runner. He's a more dynamic player. And the work that he put in this past offseason in the West Coast with Tom House, the quarterback coach, is paying dividends now. They added A.J. Brown, but the biggest difference in Jalen Hurts in this Eagles passing game is his accuracy in the intermediate and the deep routes down the field. That is impressive. And, and I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the tape don't lie. 
All we have to do is look at the tape with Jalen Hurts. Look at the tape. It's a clear difference in terms of the player's impact on his team's success. Best offensive no. line in the league. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> you have a really good defense no. as well. AJ, but it was a good point. I love what you say because, look, the Eagles fan in me loves what you're saying. But even I'm like, we were ready to run him out of town last year. I mean, he's just good this year. They got the new weapons. They got the offensive line. I love it. I love what you're saying, but are we prisoners of the moment a little bit? Yeah, we, I mean, we could be, but that's fine. I want to be a prisoner of the moment. Lock me up, <laughs> throw away the key. I'm here for Stockholm Syndrome. Like, it's, it's a thing for a reason. Because you know what? It's not just this year. The Eagles have won 14 of 16 games that Jalen Hurts has started. Hembo sure. gave me that one. Shout out to Hembo. It, they average 28 points per game, 380 yards per game. This offense is better because of Jalen Hurts. I think he has a higher ceiling than Dak Prescott. I think he is a more explosive player than Dak Prescott. And I think that he is a lot. I know, I know. Give me that face all you want, Sam. I still think that Jalen Hurts has surpassed Dak Prescott. I'm excited to watch Jalen Hurts on Sunday. Dak, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in. He's not chopped liver by any means, but I want to see what Jalen can do next. I'm excited to see this evolution yep. of who he is as a player. And that's the key right there, what Brooke just said. We want to see what Jalen Hurts can do next. What, are the, what does that mean? We want to see the Eagles come from behind in the second half. They haven't done that this year. We want to see what Jalen Hurts looks like <clears throat> in the playoffs. Remember what we looked like in the playoffs last year against Tampa Bay. That's got to be the litmus test, in my opinion. That has to be it. Not saying, well, he passed the guy who's been sitting down on the bench. I want to see what they look like when they're from behind in the playoffs, when it matters. That's the question that still needs to be answered. Well, he's only well, played, Nick, he's wait, played in one. Nico, get it. You're over climbing over here. Gotta get over the hump. This is the, listen. Okay. I'm, 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 come on. Come on. Come on. No, I'm just you saying, if we keep moving the goalposts, we're going to be out of the stadium in a little bit, you man. Almost, all you all almost had me flip-flopping on this one. Yeah, I was listening to the stats, and you were going down the list of stuff. I said, man, Candy might need to be a lawyer or something. Well, No, all I'm simply saying is this. We can only go off of the sample size that we have with Jalen Hurts. And Dak Prescott has played a lot longer as a starter in this league than Jalen Hurts. Dak Prescott did have the number one offense in all of football last year. And what did that get you? Bounced in the first round in the wild cards against the San Francisco. The same team you're talking about got bounced in the first round. But that was his first time in the playoffs. Exactly. Was that Dak's first playoff game? No. But has that was his fourth. Good point. That was his fourth. Okay. So all I'm simply saying is this: based on what we've, point, based off of what we've seen and the career arc that we're seeing from Jalen Hurts. I, I believe he's passed Dak Prescott as a quarterback. That's not to say that Dak is not a top-ten quarterback, because I believe he is. But I think Jalen Hurts at this point is more of a force multiplier than Dak Prescott has shown this season. Okay, Period. we'll have to leave it there, but this is a good discussion. We might have to bring it back in the next hour. But now we got to go to some college football. Crucial matchups in college football. Two loss Alabama faces Ole Miss in Oxford since last year. Six of the Tide's eight road games have been decided by three points or fewer including both of their losses this season. The Pac-12's highest-ranked team is in action as Oregon hosts Washington. Now, since losing week one to Georgia by 46 points, the Ducks have averaged 48 points a game, second only to Ohio State. And the big one in the Big 12 sees number four team undefeated TCU taking on Texas. According to ESPN Analytics, the Horned Frogs have just a 27% chance to win in Austin. Music to your ears. But now let's bring in Desmond Howard to talk us over as well. Sam joining us too. And Des, thanks for getting up for with us. Starting with number four, that number that game, number four TCU. Touchdown underdog against Texas. So Des, should TCU be on upset alert for this game? 
Well, Ryan, I believe that TCU should be on upset alert because if you watch them this season, they've really flirted with playing from behind a significant amount of their games. I mean, it's like two different teams from the first half to the second half, but obviously they're undefeated, so they found ways in the second half of games to pull away from the opponent. But you're coming into a hostile Austin environment. You know, Texas not having the season that they thought they would have. You got Quinn Ewers. B. John Robinson just one of the best players in college football. Listen, the Texas Longhorns understand that this is a pivotal part of their season. Like I said, they haven't been having the season they anticipated, but things are turned for the better if they can upset an in-state rival, the TCU Horn Frogs, who comes in here undefeated, and they're playing this game at night too. You know, Ryan, a lot of these teams, man, they play completely different at night than they do at noon. So, um, yeah, the Horn Frogs, because of the way they've won games, they need to be on upset alert. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with that. Not just that, but also defensively, the Horn Frogs have struggled. They're last in the Big 12 in big plays allowed. That's 20 plays of 20 yards or more. They've given up 53 of those plays. And so that's one piece. Another nuance that Dez obviously is going to allude to as well is the Gary Patterson conversation. Gary Patterson, former TCU head coach, recruited mm-hmm. all those players, knows all those players, but also he's the one who's guiding the Texas defense now in a lot of ways. He's not the defensive coordinator. He's a special assistant to the head coach, but he has that defense so far – has not given up a 100-yard rusher all season long. So that's going to be the factor. Texas's defense trying to stop TCU's high-powered offense, fourth offense in college football, but then also TCU's defense. Can they slow down an explosive offense that's third as far as yards per play in the Big 12? Okay, so I can't believe I'm asking this. Who you got? I like Texas in this one. I think Texas is going to be able to upset the team, but Des has Texas too. What do you think, Des? Oh, you don't? You know what? I tell you what, it's just hard to it's hard to um, go against Max Duggan in that offense. They found ways to win big games uh, the whole entire season. And at this point now, I'm, I'm leaning towards TCU. But, you know, I can be influenced. Ooh. I mean, Acho makes some really good points about Texas and, and, and where they're going as a program and what they look like as a team, especially the defense. So, you know, I, there's a lot of time between now and tomorrow afternoon for me to make my pick. But right now, it's hard for me to go against Max Duggan and uh, the TCU Horned Frogs. And if I could say one more thing, we all really talk quick. about the college football playoffs and one through four and mm-hmm. all those things, but other teams are thinking about winning a, a conference championship. Yeah. So Texas is still in the running to win a conference championship. So they're thinking, okay, we got to get this win, and this will solidify our place second right now in our conference. And so that's another piece. But the B. John Robinson story, Des, you make a good point. If he touches the ball 30 times or more in a game, mm-hmm. they're 3-0. and So they feed that man, one of the best backs in all of college football. He's a monster. So let me ask you about the playoff, though, even though you're talking yeah. about conference champions. Let's broaden it out a little bit. Sam, what causes more chaos in the rankings, a TCU win or a loss? Oh, a TCU loss, for sure. Oh, oh, more chaos? More Actually, chaos. might be a win because a lot of people don't. <laughs> straight up, I just thought about that. Because yeah. if TCU wins, a lot of people don't really want like, TCU <laughs> in there, right? So TCU wins, right, and now all of a right, sudden you got an undefeated right. TCU team yeah. that has a great offense. It's still a bottom-ranked defense. I think that causes more chaos. They keep on winning. Now what do you do? And let's say they end up having one loss in a conference. Eh, conference mm-hmm. championship loss, they're going to be out. But yeah. if TCU keeps on winning, that solidifies a spot for yeah. them in the college football playoff. Des, what do you think? Yeah. Right. 100% right. No, you're 100% right. That's the, um, the team, there, the conference, that people are afraid of because they want to get two SEC schools, right? They want to get maybe possibly two Big Ten teams in there, right? But if TCU wins out, and don't forget – they have the most difficult remaining schedule ahead of any team. So if they win out, 
when you look at their schedule and they become Big 12 champs, undefeated, how can you, lo- how can you leave TCU out? Like, you can't right. do that as a college football playoff selection committee. So, in my opinion, if TCU wins out, that puts a lot of pressure on the selection committee. And then, Des, what do you do with a one-loss Big Ten team, right? What do you do with either Ohio State or Michigan? Because they would have to – if TCU is in, yeah. then not, they might be out. What if, what if Oregon wins the Pac-12? Now you have a one-loss Oregon with their only loss right. against Georgia. Now they're in. There's so much – if TCU wins <laughs> out, somebody's going to yeah. be very disappointed. That is yeah. – so you guys make such good points. I thought, 100%. as we were talking about it this morning, that a loss would be more chaos. No, everybody You're wants right. TCU to you lose. You guys have changed my mind. Uh-uh, so, no. let's talk about they the other games. Out. Yeah, that's interesting. So let's talk about the other games because if LSU loses and Alabama's SEC championships hopes would still be alive, so let's think about that. Sam, are we seeing the beginning of the end of the Saban dynasty, transitioning over to that? It's so hard to say. They've lost two out of their last three, but but Nick Saban hasn't lost back-to-back games in regular season since 2007. He said, man, out of our two losses, we've lost by a combined four points on the last play of the game. So in a lot of ways it says, no, it's not the end. But you rarely hear Nick Saban's team losing by anything. They don't right, lose, ever. whether it's on the last second field goal, whether it's on a, a, on a, on a play on a two-point conversion. This usually doesn't happen. And so, if you lose this week against Ole Miss, I would definitely say it's the beginning of the end. And obviously, it's kind of like, well, of course, you could say if they lose now two in a row. But it's not looking good. Everyone is catching up to Nick Saban and to Alabama when it comes to recruiting, when it comes mm-hmm. to transfer portal. That's what we're seeing. That's why these other teams have been able to beat them. But, Des, I always feel like every time when they have a loss, which is almost never, we say, is this the beginning of the end of their dynasty? Uh, so is this the real beginning of the end of their dynasty if they have a loss? Listen, Ryan, I'm, I'm not built like that. I'm not the guy who has, like, these <laughs> knee-jerk reactions every time <laughs> something happens that I don't expect. And that's what we're experiencing. Everyone's got this knee-jerk reaction. i give you case in point. So LSU, they play in Death Valley at nighttime against Alabama. It takes overtime for them to beat Alabama. And then everyone's talking about, oh, man, Brian Kelly's the perfect fit. What happened a month ago when Tennessee rolled in there and ran them out of their own stadium? Now it's like, I don't know about this Brian Kelly Kelly experiment, Ryan. This guy may not be the right fit. It may be a culture thing. Now all of a sudden, he's the best thing since sliced bread in Baton Rouge. This is a perfect (laughs) fit. All this knee-jerk reaction, I'm I'm not a part of that. That's not my style. I don't think it's the end for Nick Saban. Like you said, we're talking about close close losses where teams had to play probably above their average Mm. to even be close to Alabama. So, no, I don't think it's the end. Now, this Ole Miss game is going to be very interesting to see how they play this game because of the disappointment of the LSU game and because everybody else is now saying they're out of the college football playoff. There's no way they can get in. What are they playing for? I'm really curious to see how this Alabama team responds to all of the outside noise now talking about this is the end of the dynasty. Yeah. They can't even make the college football playoff. I want to see how they respond tomorrow to, uh, against Ole Miss. Oh, can't wait to see it. Guys, great job. So much chaos in college football. I love it. And by the way, here's our Big 12 ABC Saturday Night Football game. The undefeated fourth-ranked Horn Frogs and their balanced attack headed to Austin to face Bijan Robinson and the number 18 Longhorns. Coverage begins at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, and is also available on the ESPN app. Well, when we come back, the Dolphins are undefeated this season in games two of Tonga Bailoa starts and finishes. So is it right to put them among the AFC's best teams right now? We'll answer that when we come back. 
Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome back, and to Miami we go, where the 6-3 Dolphins host the Browns this week with the top spot in the AFC East very much in reach. Miami's got a 60% chance to beat Cleveland, but only a 10% chance to win its division, according to ESPN Analytics, which I find so interesting because everybody is so hot on Miami right now, and it's only a 10% chance with that division being so close and with what's happening with Josh Allen, which I cannot say enough, could be huge news here. So, Rob, if you look at this Miami team, how would you describe them in a potential playoff matchup? Scary. Mm-hmm. They're a scary team because they're so explosive. And, and if Tua continues to, to stay healthy, number one, he's got to stay healthy. But if he can continue to build this trust with this offense and the system that they have, they're explosive. Tyree Kill, the, the fastest receiver in the NFL, is on pace to set, set records maybe this year. We'll see how he continues. But when you watch the offense move the football, it's exciting. Yeah. Versus what you see sometimes in that division with the Patriots. When you watch the Patriots, it's like watching paint dry. When you watch this team and this offense, it's exciting, and you can't wait to see the next play. So, again, I think this is a scary matchup, especially if you are a a cold-weather team and you have to go down south and play them if they're in the playoffs. I'd take the straps off my pads because I can't breathe down there. It's tough. Yeah, but the flip side of that is you get to play that Miami defense, which looks like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Hey, Brooke, sometimes a shootout, I mean, you just got to score points. That's a good so point. We've seen that That's in the past. Yeah. Bills, KC last year, it was just a shootout. But you got to have a D to go far. Can they hold down the fort? I. You know, if they play like they did in the first half of the season, no. But that's why there's a trade deadline. That's why they made the moves. That's why they got a guy like Bradley Chubb. Because, look, a lot of their defense in the first half of the season was predicated on having an elite secondary. Secondary can't be elite when everybody's banged up. So you change philosophy. You add Bradley Chubb. You try to amp up your pass rush. You try to get sacks and pressures. That's the thing that they're not doing despite being a really blitz-heavy team. And so they're like, hey, you know what? We're going to really sell all out here up front. Bradley Chubb is the guy that he's going to pair really well, I think, with Jalen Phillips. And Hembo sent me another stat. Uh, he said that the Bucks had 76 pressures in their Super Bowl run. The Rams had 58 pressures in their Super Bowl run. That means that the Miami Dolphins need to have more pressure. You know who can do that? Bradley Chubb. Mm, You're putting a lot on Bradley Chubb because right now they're 29th in pressure percentage in the NFL. They're 29th in red zone efficiency. They're 29th in takeaways, 27th on third downs, and 25th in points allowed. 
I don't know that Bradley Chubb is going to fix all of that. There are no redeeming qualities about this defense. Now, to your point, they do have to get healthy, so we'll have to wait and see. I do think at some point that defense holds them back. But to Nico's description of what this team is in the playoffs, it's absolutely scary, especially if Tua is healthy. In the six games that he started and he's finished, they're undefeated, but they're averaging 27.5 points per game, which would be good for third in the National Football League. They can score points in bunches, and you're going to have to do that against better defenses once you get to the postseason. That's a great point. Let's put up our picks for this game. Let's just put these up. Browns, Dolphins. Everybody's got the Dolphins. You didn't want to choose the so, Browns, Sam? Uh, <laughs> the Dolphins are going to win. I, I, just, I say what I see. I say what it's I see. It's 80 degrees down in Miami. Yeah. Defensive players know what that's like going but down there. Besides that, no I want to go back to this divisional argument, though, Sam, because, look, we see what the Dolphins can do offensively. How do you see them matching up in this division? Can they win it? I think they can. I don't will know they, they win it? Well, the will is the question. I don't know if yeah. they will, right? I don't know if they will, but I think they can. And even if they don't, they're still going to be one of the most scary teams in the AFC. Buffalo, Kansas City, Baltimore, and them. Like, that's, those are the teams to beat. We talked about Tua. Yes, 6-0, and but number one QBR in that time and also number one in yards per attempt. Yeah, this division is getting hot and it's looking good, and we'll see what happens this weekend. All right, if Aaron Rodgers is going to save the Packers season, it needs to start on Sunday in Dallas. How the MVP pulls off a massive upset. That's next on Get Up. <laughs> 